to all your doubts and fears. Tell me, when you are needing someone to wipe away your tears, yes, he can say, come on, say, God can do more than you could ever ask for. This is Peace for a Broken World with Apostle I.D. Lawan. The Full Stature Missions International boldly present the dynamic proclamation of the release of the kingdom now and the declaration of the rule of God in the earth today through Jesus Christ. Digest this Holy Spirit anointed word from God. Now here is Apostle I.D. Lawan. Hello everyone at home. Hello everyone that is listening. I want to thank God for you and for the many, many years that have enjoyed this program from this radio station. Thank you very much for listening. This is Brad Lawan from Full Stature Missions International. We bring you a message, Peace for a Broken World, every Friday morning from at this radio station. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing to us. And thank you for those who have contacted us for one reason or the other. We believe that God has been blessing you and doing a lot in many lives. We are grateful to be instruments of mercy. We are grateful that God has used us to reach you. And that you are also able to reach other people and tell other people to listen to this broadcast every Friday morning. 6.30 every day. We also want to say that there are so many things we want to do for you, God permitting, that we will announce in the course of the series that we'll be doing. I'll be speaking about the secrets of the kingdom of God in the next several weeks, and I want you to stay tuned. I will do some broadcasts on the secrets of the kingdom. There are people who belong to Christ, and there are people who don't belong to Christ. But nevertheless, they are controlled by what God has created. There is the kingdom of God. And somebody can be in the local church and do not even understand how the kingdom of God operates. So I want to bring a message to you from the Lord on how his kingdom operates. The secrets of the operations of the kingdom. This is very vital for everyone that wants to make progress in life. This world is being controlled by a mighty hand and nobody can do and say well nobody sees me or nobody cares and our life is controlled by a greater hand no matter what the governments of this world are doing which seems to be a big umbrella over our lives which seem to be a big hand over every person in every country and we think that those powers are so powerful and they control everything but who controls the one that controls us it is god almighty and thank God that we can know about that God. We don't need any license to go to him if you are born again. We don't need any protocol to go to God if you are born of God. Even if you are not born of God, nobody stops you from prayer. Nobody stops you from calling upon God and reaching out to God for all the needs of your life. However, there must be an understanding of how the kingdom of God works. So how does the kingdom of God work? We must understand that basically. And to understand how the kingdom of heaven works, it is necessary for me to do some little preamble, little introduction for you to be able to get it. I want to pray right now 
and ask the Lord to bless you. My father, I just ask that you bless the people who are listening. Oh, they are your, they are the work of your hands and you created them. They are your children. By inference, they are your children. You created every one of us. And so I pray that you specially meet their needs and as they listen, as they patiently listen and no interruption and do not disturb or distracted. I pray that the key will be falling into their hands and their lives in the name of Jesus. I approach you knowing that you are a faithful God. And whenever I ask you, you always do what I say. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You are welcome to this broadcast again. How does the kingdom of God operate? How does the kingdom of God work? First, you must understand there is a visible world. And the visible world around us are full of so many things. For some people, it's going well. For some others, it is not going well. For some people, they are healthy. For some people, they are not healthy. For some people, they are physically fit. For some people, they are not physically fit. Uh, for some people, they operate businesses, all right, and they, they travel a lot. Those things are physical. Uh, there are people who operate in banks. There are people who operate several, several areas of our economy. Some have families, some have none. Those things are physical. Some are involved in science and technology. Some are involved in arts. Some are involved in several, several areas of life in this country. But I want to say that in all this, it must be clear that the public cannot replace God, especially his moral law, with their own version of being politically correct. They cannot replace God's laws. Today, it is very common to be situationally ethical. When somebody is situationally ethical, that's the English word for meaning that what they do in particular circumstances, you do it, even though your conscience may not agree for you to do it, but because of the situation, you do what is required of you in the society. Maybe they are holding a party and there are people that are drinking and getting drunk. And you, you don't believe in drinking, but just to be, uh, feel belonging or have a sense of camaraderie or have a sense of belonging, you also begin to drink, which people call social drinking. That is a situation I will call to be situational ethical. And that is actually not God's way. You know, there are absolutes in the kingdom of God. But today, the people talk about the law being relative or the law of relativism. And so they don't believe anything is absolute, but really, they just say, well, it, it depends. The young people will tell you it depends. The adults, the middle age will tell you it depends. Even some adults today will still tell you, well, it depends. All right. So the courts also, it's a very, very difficult thing to actually get children to have a real moral sense of correctness about God. So there are things that are physical around us that we are noticing. We do not in the name of pluralism in these days, or refuse to listen to the cry coming from heaven. I noticed that America, for instance, nothing is seen in that country, for example, except if you lie to the press or you lie to the government. Those are the things maybe they call sin. All right? If you lie to the government or you fail to pay your tax or you make a racial comment 
they will force you to resign from your place of work. That's what they call sin. To them, that will cause outrage in the society. But you see, we do these things in the name of pluralism today, which is what we call a postmodern society. We do these things because we deny the cry in the heart of men for the values that give stability to our lives and conduct. God has created us, and in the kingdom, there are certain values that create stability. There are certain values that create a kind of stability in life and conduct, all right? Now, someone has defined pluralism in the name that we give the transition from what is normal, what is orthodox, to another. They are, they are transisting from the orthodox to that which is unorthodox. Now, without clear defined values, people are confused today, especially from the computer language which you call options. Well, you may have many options, but the more options you have, the more confusion will reign in your life. So restlessness and being fearful are part of the harvest for lack of stability in our society. And that's why I'm talking about the visible world. A lot of people do not understand what they go through. Because they do not understand the spirit world. They do not understand the invisible world. They do not understand that there is a hand that is greater. There is a hand that is powerful. They do not recognize that God is alive. And that God is merciful. That anytime they decide, they actually will acknowledge the values that God has set in motion to keep men and women upon the surface of the earth. That once they want to follow it, that things will begin to turn around for good for them. Unfortunately, there are people who are so liberal, there are people who are so loose, and they discount all these things, they discontenance all these things, and they say it doesn't matter. But the consequences for their lives shows up when they see themselves spending extra money in the hospital, or maybe they are caught by cancer, or but they are caused by some disease that kills. And then, oh, they wake up and they say, well, we don't know who has attacked me. And there will, some people may even blame witches and wizards and they blame all manner of things. But I want to say to you that God is merciful and God is bringing this message your way to create hope and life. Telling you about how the kingdom of God operates and telling you those secrets. But I have to tell you the preambles. That's why I spoke to you about the physical world. And I've given you some examples there of the physical state that we are. If I go a little larger to our larger society, we will see that there is a bigger problem or bigger problems in our society. You see it in the economy. You see it in government. You see it with families. You see it on the international level. You see it everywhere on the national level, national scale, all over the world, in Europe, in America, in Asia, in Africa. You see these problems everywhere but the principles of the kingdom does not change the principles of the kingdom of god does not alter if we can learn those principles of the kingdom we will find out that our lives will begin to work better than we ever begin for if we can submit ourselves to the operations of the kingdom of god then we see that god by himself will begin to guide us and lead us into the things that we dream that we even get but then we are using other means to try to obtain them. So it is important that we understand that God wants to lead us even to green pastures. He wants to lead us to a life of plenty, a life of hope, a life that has a bliss even after this life. Well, let me say that today, God is willing to lead us and guide us. I want to read to you in Mark 
the book of Mark, chapter 1, and I want to read to you what the Bible says very clearly concerning the kingdom of God and how the kingdom of God began to operate through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is through him that the kingdom of God can have real meaning. Without him, there will be no kingdom because he is the king of the kingdom. When he entered into this life, then he becomes the king. He became the king. When he enters your life, he becomes the king. He becomes the ruler. He becomes the Lord of your life. When you allow that to happen, then it makes life easy for you. Because he is the one that God has ordained to be the ruler of the whole world. To be the ruler of the universe. To be the son of God and who is here apparent. And so it is important for you to recognize that it's something called the kingdom of God. And we're discussing how that kingdom operates. Bread of life. Stature Missions Church presents Urgent Heavenly Invitation A window of opportunity for you So great salvation This is your year of jubilee and jubilation Your case is possible Beware what you call impossible Come Sunday worship service Youth 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Adult 10 to 12.30 p.m. Every Wednesday Ministry of the Supernatural 5 to 7 p.m. At Full Stature Missions Church for Parliament Highway by Federal High Neck Office, Secretariat Ibadan, or your state, Chief Host, Apostle ID Lawan. For inquiries, contact 080-6282-7377, 080-6282-7377, or 080-2821-9829. 9829. The heaven is open. Come and experience God in a new dimension of power and grace. The Lord bless you real good as you come. Amen. In Mark chapter 1 verse 14, the now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God of God. I want you to take notice of that phrase. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. He was not just preaching the gospel of salvation. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. He was preaching the gospel of the rulership of God, the king and the domain. That's what English word merges into two and calls it kingdom. So when you see king, at the beginning of kingdom, then you see a D-O-M at the back, which is kingdom. And that kingdom, that dom, D-O-M, is domain or the dominion. So the kingdom is the shortening of the king's dominion. So the king's dominion is over the earth. The king's domain is every heart that allows Jesus to come in. In the present circumstances here in the world, today, the king has dominion over all who submit themselves for him to rule. But a day will come when there will be no such opportunity. It is either he is your Lord or he is your judge. And so a day is coming like that. Of course, man's heart is rebellious. Man's heart does not want anything like that. For what I've said may look very harsh to some people. And they say, well, how can they just come and rule over us? Why? Because man likes independence. He doesn't believe that anybody created him. And even those who believe that God created them, they don't want any limits. And they don't want any control. They don't think there is any rule. They don't think there is any principle by which to live in the world which they did not create. Well, if you created something, you are able to dictate the rules that guide that thing you created. Let's say you created an estate and you have 25 bungalows in your estate. 
Well, you are free to dictate what happens to those houses, all right? But then there is a greater authority, which is the government, which is the planning authority of government, who can tell you that maybe some of the things you want to do within your state are not permissible according to the rule of the state. And so they want to limit the way you operate. And so, you know, now begin to recognize that, oh, yes, do I have money to buy land? Do I have money to build 25 bungalows? But then now, government has a greater law and a general law that controls whatever I do in my estate, either with the electricity supply or the water supply or the construction of road or the environment or the cleanness of the environment of the place. So you see that God is ruler of all in all. So when we talk about kingdom, we are talking about the God of the universe. We are talking about he who is having dominion over the earth. So Jesus came to preach the gospel of the rulership of God. He came to preach that God is the rule. He came to preach that God is the law. He came to preach that he is the one that is over all. And so in verse 15, and he, he began to say, this is the summary of what Jesus preached. He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So when he says he came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, it means there is a good news about the kingdom of God. There is the good news. The gospel means the good news. And so he said he came preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. Why is it good news? It is good news because our former rulers are wicked. Our former rulers are domineering. Our former rulers have no sympathy. Our former rulers carry death in their hand. Our former rulers carry a whip. Our former rulers are very deadly. Our former rulers are Satan. Our former rulers are sickness. Our former rulers are disease. Our former rulers are evil spirits. Our former rulers are demons. Our former rulers are all manner of ill health, all manner of circumstances that is not favorable to your product. That our former rulers. But when Jesus comes, he displaces all of them. For instance, our former rulers bring an immoral tyranny over a person's life. In other words, you'll be perpetually immoral. You'll be perpetually evil. Every manner of thing you do is evil. And that is the kind of force that the power of the devil has over any human being on the surface of the earth. But when the kingdom of God comes, it breaks that power. So you are able to live according to the principles that we shall be describing in the next several weeks. Well, anybody who wants to hear these messages very well will be well be instructed that you write for the beginning of the message which we are giving today. So if you have your friends that want to listen to this message, or you yourself want a repetition of this message, you should write to us so that we can send you an MP3 copy of the message at a very low cost that it will be given to you. We just operate in the love of God to give to those people who reach us what we have. And freely we have received and we freely give. So we want you to please write to us if you want the series of these messages repeated or replayed for you so that you can have a grip of the messages. Not only that, if you want us to conduct a Bible correspondence course for you so that you can learn more about these things, you should write us also. You will listen to the address at the end of this message. Now, continue where I was, that Jesus began to preach saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Or say, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe 
the gospel. So that is exactly what I am saying. We should repent or change our minds and believe the good news that God has brought concerning the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus Christ brought, where he has the opportunity of leading us to the good waters. Doubtless, there are many reasons why we have to keep ourselves from everything that is evil or something that is against the will of God. But let me tell you that when we do that, not by our power, but we do that by the power of Christ, then we come to the place where we are able to stand upright and do the will of God. Now, I want you to listen to me in a few moments as I begin to close in this introduction, what is the operation of the kingdom of God? Number one, let me tell you that if you want to understand the kingdom of heaven and how it works and how it holds sway, how it holds power over this visible world, you must place two facts in a very bright light. Number one, that there is absolute abundance in the kingdom of God. There is absolute abundance in the kingdom of God. It is in this visible world that we struggle and struggle and struggle till we die because there is no abundance of anything. That's what we think, all right? That's what we think. In the kingdom of the enemy, in the kingdom that you are presently under, it tells you that everything is not abundant. I want to say to you that there is absolute abundance in the kingdom of God. And then secondly, it is possible to have total favor with the ruler of that abundance. It is possible to have total favor of that abundance. Now, let me say that Jesus told his disciples that they were permitted to know the secrets of the kingdom and set forth truths of abundance with a parable of the sower, that the sower went forth to sow, and some fell on good ground. And that good ground produced thirtyfold, produced sixtyfold, and produced a hundredfold. Now, the meaning of thirtyfold is three thousand percent. The meaning of sixtyfold is six thousand percent. And the meaning of a hundredfold is 10,000%. You see, there is no economic recession and no shortage in the kingdom of God. If you can plant and you have 3,000%, and if you can plant and you have 6,000%, and you can plant and have 10,000%, there is no economy in this world that can compare with that. So I want you to understand that this is the way the kingdom of God operates. That is why the Bible says it is good news. That is why Jesus said it is good news. It is good news because it's a, a kingdom full of abundance, absolute abundance in that kingdom. And then it is possible for you to have a relationship with the one who is the controller, who is the ruler of that abundance. In other words, if you become that the child of the ruler, if you become the brother of Jesus, if you become a relative and a relationship and you just come into the family, that means the abundance is available to you. So throughout our forest, we see the truth touching the physical world. Consider purple. Can you consider purple? If you take a seed of purple and you plant it and it one plant will grow up, but when the thing begins to manifest the fruit that we all eat and you open up one purple you will see that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of purple one time i did an experiment i planted maize and the maize grew up and when it the first cob that i first took from my maize farm i opened it and then i lighted my chore and then i didn't eat it and then i folded it 
I screwed it into my hand and then counted it. That one mace produced like two cobs and I just took one cob and counted the number of seed that has. That's the misery. That's how the kingdom of God operates. There were 400 small pieces of seeds of maize in my hand. And you can imagine one seed producing 400 or 300. That is exactly, if you go to plant life, it's the same. If you go to marine life, it is the same. If you go among the birds, it is the same. No end. Almost as though God had set abundance into the universe as a testimony of his infinite power. So because he's the only one who truly is a free being in the universe, his kingdom is a fear of total possibility. Total possibility. So Jesus emphasized this when he multiplied the loaves of bread and the fishes. I will continue this message next week. I want you to tune in about the secrets of the kingdom because I'll be talking about the law of use. I'll be talking about the law of use. How can the law of use affect you? How can you multiply your resources? How can you multiply the gifts in your life? How can you multiply the power of God in your life? How can you multiply all that you need to have in this life through the law of use. The law of use is something God has set in the universe and it never fails. I want you to tune in again next week. I want you to listen and call your friends to listen. I want you to write and ask for the message of this last week if you so desire so that you can have a replay either for your children or for your family that are absent presently. We want to thank you for listening. Father, I want to thank you for them and I want to bless them in the name that is above every name. I command that this word will sink, this word will multiply, this word will be beneficial, this word will germinate, this word will explode, this word will go to places. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen. I cannot finish this broadcast without giving someone an opportunity to receive Jesus as Savior and as Lord of their lives. So I want you to pray this prayer after me. I want you to say, Lord God Almighty, I recognize I am a sinner. I recognize I am lost. But I have heard your word that in this day I can be saved through the sacrifice and the offering of the blood of Jesus Christ, your son. I believe that he is the Savior. I believe he came to save me. I repent of all my sins and I forsake them. You said, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but he that confesseth them shall receive mercy. I ask for the mercy of the blood of Jesus Christ right now to wash away my sins and that I be forgiven and that my name be written in the book of life. Forgive me, O God, and set me free from Satan. Set me free from my sins. Set me free from every bondage. Set me free from evil spirits. Thank you, Father. Jesus, I'm asking to come into my heart and be my Lord right now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer with me, please call the number that will be announced after this word. God bless you in Jesus' name. Till I come your way again, rejoice in the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I prayed. Amen and amen. You have been listening to Peace for a Broken World. For prayer, counseling, and prophetic word, call 0803-234-8373, or 0818-635-2104.
0818-635-2104. Email fmi at fullstature.net. You can also write Full Stature Mission International, P.O. Box 29929, Secretariat, Ibadan. Till we meet next week, stay blessed. To all your doctors and fears, tell them, right